What kind of a role would former Arizona State Sun Devil football transfers have played for the team in 2022? And how big will their roles be with their new teams? We're going to talk about that on this Thursday evening edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out in a visual platform. But wherever you get your podcast, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, five star, share, rate, all that good stuff. And don't miss a single episode. We are a Monday through Friday podcast for Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, and otherwise. If you're on Twitter, make sure you give me a follow at RichieBrad36 and follow the podcast while you're there as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Now, let's go ahead, hop right into today's conversation. There's been a lot of transfers from Arizona State Sun Devils football in case you've been sleeping under a rock. How many? 18. As it stands right now, Arizona State has lost 18 players. Well, excuse me, 17, because Omar Norman-Lott did decide to come back to the program. But 17 guys are either with new teams or they're currently sitting in the transfer portal. That's a lot of players and some big names too, with the top of the list being Jake Daniels, obviously. But you've still lost guys like Chip Trianum, Tommy Hill, uh, Ethan Long, Eric Gentry, uh, Spencer Lovell, you have Ricky Pearsall, Christian Zendejas, and Jermaine Lole are currently in the bubble. So is LV Monkley Shelton. But you've had a lot of guys who are in the portal and have already left the program. The one guy who has returned is defensive lineman Omar Norman Lott, someone who I personally am pretty high on. So I'm very happy that he's coming back. But looking at the rest of these guys, I mean, there, there's been just, just a huge exodus from the Arizona State Sun Devils football program. Now, real quick rundown before we hop into kind of my analysis and breakdown for the for the rest of the episode. Run through real quick. So, Jaden Daniels to LSU. Tommy Hill, the defensive back to Nebraska. Chip Trianum was a running back, now playing linebacker for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Wide receiver Johnny Wilson to Florida State. Wide receiver Gordon Porter to New Mexico. Wide receiver Laniata Alexander to the University of Washington. Linebacker Jordan Banks to Northwestern State. Quarterback Ethan Long to Adeline Christian. Linebacker Eric Gentry to USC. And, or there's two more. Sion Vicoso, Vicoso, I believe. Uh, offensive lineman to BYU. And offensive lineman Spencer Lovell to Cal. Those are the guys who have already gotten to their new teams. Now you still have a handful of guys who are waiting. Defensive back Cam Phillips. Kicker Christian Zendejas, wide receiver Ricky Pearsall, wide receiver LV Bunkley Shelton, offensive lineman Ezra Dotson, Oyetade, I believe. I'm really sorry if I butchered that. And defensive lineman Jermaine Lole. You're really hoping that maybe a couple of those guys come back. Ideally, it's Lole and Pearsall, but at this point, I don't know how likely it is that any of those guys come back. So 
what I first want to do is just kind of break down my initial thoughts for what, what all we're losing. Come around to the second segment, what role these guys would have played for the Sun Devils in 2022, and then flip it back for the third segment to what kind of role will they play with their new team. So initially, my initial thoughts, I, I mean, it's kind of well-documented at this point that I am very bummed out with the amount of guys that we've lost, and we've lost some very, very important players too. So looking at this list, though, it really puts into perspective just how rough of an offseason it's been. You lost your starting cornerback. Tommy Hill was potentially going to be your number one corner. Chip Trianum was potentially going to be your starting number one running back. Johnny Wilson, uh, Gordon Porter, and and uh, Laniata Alexander were all going to be key contributors to your wide receiver core. Uh, linebackers, Jordan Banks was a good depth guy. Eric Gentry, massive hit. Remember, I had him as the second best, second best returning Sun Devil for the team in 2022. Uh, Ethan Long was a good depth quarterback. Nothing, nothing blown out of the water, but I mean, nonetheless, he, he still was going to be a guy that was going to compete, especially following the Jake Daniels transfer. That's, that's a huge hit. And then offensive lineman, Sion Vicoso and Spencer Lovell, Lovell being the more recent of the bunch. That's a tough blow as well. Losing two starting or not so much starting, but Two important pieces to your offensive line is always going to be a tough blow. So overall thoughts on this, this is a tough hand that's been dealt. And this is just with the guys who we've lost for sure. I mean, excuse me, allergies. You still have the potential to lose some other guys. I mean, you still have two wide receivers out there with LB Bunkley Shelton and Ricky Pearsall. There's another offensive lineman with Ezra Dotson Oyate. Defensive back Cam Phillips, your kicker Christian Zendejas, who has been rock solid for you, is still sitting out there. And the biggest of the bunch, obviously, is Jermaine Lole, who is one of your all Pac-12 kind of defensive linemen. That's a really, really tough loss potentially for the team if they if they end up not being able to sweet talk him back to the organization. I mean, that's huge. That's that's an absolutely massive hit. So, yeah, really tough hand you're being dealt. Anytime you have 17 players enter the transfer portal, and thankfully it was 18, and one of them was nice enough to come back. So that's a very, very tough situation that the Sun Devils have found themselves in, unfortunately. But flip side, I guess now you get to see how your depth looks. I don't know. Trying to be as positive as I can, but it's it's anything but easy to do. But that's kind of my overall initial thoughts. We're going to go ahead and hop into the first break already. When we return, we're going to go ahead and discuss what their roles would have looked like for the team in 2022. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, and more, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
And thank you guys so much for making Locked On Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms. Meanwhile, make sure that you guys go and check out the Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NFL, or excuse me, from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board Newsletter, Letter, goodness gracious, is joined by host Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Hopping back into our conversation here regarding the roles that these guys would have played. Let's start with the elephant in the room. Jaden Daniels was going to be your starting quarterback. Absolutely zero question about that. He was going into his senior year, fourth year starting. Started since a freshman. Hasn't missed a start in his career. He was going to be your de facto quarterback one. He he was, if he returned, he would have been probably the second best player returning on your roster when I made my list. So I would have put him ahead of Gentry, but I would have put him behind Lole. Jaden Daniels was the truth. He really struggled this past year, and there's no denying that whatsoever. Jaden was flat out bad in 2022 or 2021. Call a spade a spade, as famous Richie Bradshaw would say. But he nonetheless was one of your more consistent and one of your more reliable pieces coming into 2022. Is at least you knew that this guy had the ability to do something with his legs. He had a lively arm if he could find a consistency to throw it downfield and, you know, have a guy who also could step up and make those plays down the field. But Unfortunately, he decides to transfer and that really puts ASU in a bind. So we're now in a situation where we're kind of struggling to find a starting quarterback, or at least we were before Emory Jones decided to transfer here. But you were kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place for, for, for a short period of time there when you were trying to figure out if it was Trenton Bourget or Paul Tyson or maybe someone else on the roster entirely. But Jaden Daniels was going to give you job security at the quarterback position. Tommy Hill... I mean, when you lose Jack Jones, Evan Fields, Chase Lucas, and uh, 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 Derek, oh my gosh, this is going to kill me. I uh, Our defensive coordinator who just left, uh, Pierce. So uh, DeAndre Pierce, there it is. Goodness gracious, I had to walk myself to that one. You lose all four of them in one offseason. I mean, you need any help you can get a defensive back. Tommy Hill was absolutely going to be probably the top option you had in that secondary and would have been your starting outside corner. But unfortunately he decides to transfer ends up in Nebraska. So what was his role? He was going to be a starter. Easy. Chip Trianum was going to be a starter. He was going to be your number one running back with Danny Nagata and, and uh, incoming freshman Tevin White standing behind him for very good depth in the backfield. Now, thankfully you were able to get a transfer in the form of Zazavian Valade. But more unfortunately is you weren't able to retain a guy who had some really good talent. Now, he did have some fumbling issues, but neither here nor there. Uh, the wide receivers, I'm just going to go through all five of them that are in there. Johnny Wilson, uh, Gordon Porter, uh, Lanyata Alexander, Ricky Pearsall, Evely Buckley Shelton. Those are all really, really, really important players. The only guy who didn't really get significant time was uh, Alexander Porter saw the field occasionally. Johnny Wilson made a few splash plays. Obviously, Ricky Pearsall was the wide receiver one on this team. And then uh, LV Bunkley Shelton was a very important special teams player who also contributed in the passing game as well. So 
you pretty much lost your wide receiving core. Andre Johnson is back. Not that great. Chad Johnson Jr. is back. He might have one catch in his two years with the program. Outside of that, Elijah Badger is exciting. There's no depth. So you lost five receivers, and I would have bet that at least three of those five would have been very impactful guys this year. Uh, at the linebacker spot, you lose Eric Gentry, you lose Jordan Banks. Banks, I feel like, would have been a good rotational piece for the team and a special teams guy, but Gentry, that's massive. Gentry was going to be arguably your best defensive player. He was arguably the best player coming back to the roster in general. Worse yet as he goes to USC. Stays in the Pac-12, stays in the Pac-12 South. There are hard feelings, Mr. Gentry. I'm happy for you. Get your bag. Do what's best for your career. But there are hard feelings, sir. I will not be rooting for you. I am. But I'm I'm a little salty. Not very salty. But I am a little bit salty. Uh, looking at the offensive line, you lose uh, Vicoso and Lovell. Both of those guys were going to compete for starting positions along the offensive line. No guarantee that they were going to start. In fact, ASU has a very good problem to have where they've got a lot of guys that they're kind of shuffling around to figure out who's going to play what role, how important they're going to be to the offensive line in terms of snap count and reliability. But you lose those guys, that's a big deal. Uh, though, And then uh, Ethan Long. Sorry, forgot to mention Ethan Long, the other guy who confirmed transfer, was going to be another body in the quarterback room who potentially was going to challenge the guys ahead of him and at least bring some more competition. The guys who have no commitment yet, Cam Phillips, defensive back, again, with all the exodus that happened because of graduates and NFL draft, naturally can assume that Cam Phillips would have had some kind of a larger role for the team. Uh, kicker Christensen Dejas, I, I feel like he's still the starting kicker if if he doesn't transfer. Is there competition? Sure. He wasn't spectacular. He wasn't great, but he was very, very good. And I feel like if he came back, the, he'd still be like unquestionably the starting kicker for the team. Uh, offensive lineman Ezra Dotson Oyatade. I still feel like I'm just totally butchering that. He would have been uh, an another guy who would be competing on the offensive line for a starting spot. And Jermaine Lole is the best player the Sun Devils have, obviously. Instant starter, instant impact, terrific pass rusher, run, run plugger from the defensive line. I feel like he's one of those guys you can kind of shuffle all over the place. Overall, though, losing Lole, massive. That, that is like a, like a death blow to this team, especially on the defense. Now, thankfully, there are a lot of guys coming back, especially in the front seven. And I'm not ready to wave the flags of doom and gloom. However, if you do end up losing Lole for sure, that is a massive, massive blow to the team. Something that's going to be really hard to come back from. But that's pretty much the roles that I would have envisioned for them to have had in 2022 had they returned. Let's go ahead and hop into our final break. When we return, I'm going to just very briefly discuss what their roles could look like in 2022 for their new teams or for the guys who haven't committed if they want to come back or where they might contribute elsewhere. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. All right. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms. And don't forget, guys, you got to make the Locked on Pac-12 podcast another daily listen for you. Get all your Pac-12 news in 30 minutes or less with Pac-12 expert Spencer McLaughlin. Now, let's go ahead 
end the end the suffering and <laughs> just rip the band-aid off and accept the fact that a lot of these guys are gone. What are their what are their instant impacts going to be? Jane Daniels, again, it's very obvious. Just like if he stayed at Arizona State, he goes to LSU. What's his role? He's the starting quarterback. Sure, there's guys he can compete with, like Miles Brennan is still there and has been there for the better part of 15 years, it feels like, but it's pretty much Jaden's job to lose down in LSU, down in Baton Rouge, down with the Tigers and Death Valley. And he's got a lot of really good weapons there. Uh, he's he's definitely in a situation where he can excel and he can truly take that next step in his career and perhaps get himself on the right track to being an NFL player, which I think the talent is there. It's just a matter of actually getting to that spot. But LSU is definitely a better spot for him than if he were to have stayed at Arizona State. I mean, it just, it is what it is, guys. As I already said on this show, and as I've said many a times, call a spade a spade. Arizona State was not the place to set up Jaden Daniels for an NFL career. The SEC with Brian Kelly is. And is he is he an NFL caliber quarterback? Not yet. He could be. He definitely could be. He's got a lively arm. He's super athletic. The traits are there. It's just a matter of putting everything together. I think he could be not, I'm not willing, I'm not willing to say anything. I, I think he could be an NFL quarterback. How about that? I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, defensive back, Tommy Hill. I feel like, I, I don't know too much about Nebraska. I know that Nebraska has been a team that we set expectations high for him every single year because of their history. It's just like what we do with Miami and what we do with Texas. Everyone believes that college football is better when Nebraska is good. And Nebraska hasn't been good in a hot minute. But I feel like Tommy Hill is going to a situation where he can also compete for a starting job. I think he showed some promise in his little bit of time with Arizona State. I'm hoping that he can get more of an opportunity. I really wish that he had stayed because he definitely was going to be one of, if not the top returning secondary players for Arizona State. Uh, Chip Trianum is going to be a linebacker. I mean, that's a really different change for this kind of player. And I mean, he's not an overly big guy. He's like a 5'10", 5'11", running back, right about 220, 210, 220, maybe 230 pounds. So he he's that quote-unquote modern linebacker, still on the short side. But I'm interested to see how that transition looks for him. Because we have seen some former running back turn linebackers become very good. Obviously, Arizona State fans are very familiar with Terrell Suggs. UCLA fans are familiar with both Anthony Barr and Miles Jack. Uh, we've seen Devin White at LSU do it. So is it impossible for Chip Trainum? No, certainly not. But the odds are stacked against him. And I'm going to be rooting for him hard because I did love Chip. He, he had his warts. He was far from a perfect player. But he goes from being a starting running back, number one running back for ASU, to potentially prolonging his career with the Buckeyes with a position change, with, with a scheme change entirely. I mean, he's going from one side of the football to the other. So there's that scenario for him. He's not a starter right away. He, definitely not. You can't start a guy who's switching positions that quickly, especially on a team like Ohio State, who's probably got 17 five-star linebackers. He's not, he's not going to be a day-one starter. He's going to be a rotational guy, and he's absolutely going to be a special teams player. Wide receivers, Johnny Wilson at Florida State, uh, Gordon Porter at New Mexico, and Lanyata Alexander at Washington. These are all guys who are going to compete 
for snaps. I feel like uh, Gordon Porter definitely has the best chance to get significant playing time with the New Mexico Lobos. Johnny Wilson, I also think is in a pretty good situation in Florida State where the Seminoles are just a team that's still trying to figure out their identity. They they truly went downhill following uh, the the not I don't want to say Exodus for like the third time following the departure of Jimbo Fisher from the program. They they've definitely just had a, a downswing. Former Arizona State offensive coordinator Mike Novell, or, uh, yeah yeah whatever is there is their head coach now, and I'm hoping that he can figure out what to do with Johnny Wilson. That just absolutely massive body, the six five six six or you know, the college football six foot eight body that he is. But I'm hoping that he can figure out how to make him a good downfield threat, maybe even a threat in a red zone. Uh, Laniata Alexander, I don't know what the situation is like in Washington, but I'm hoping that he can compete for snaps too. Uh, linebacker Jordan Banks going to Northwestern State. Small, small college, so hopefully he gets some some, uh, some starting time. Ethan Long going to Adeline Christian. I feel like he could be a starting quarterback in, in a smaller college system like Abilene Christian. So I'm hoping that he can get that spot. Eric Gentry at USC, unfortunately, he's a day one starter and he is a monster. I'm curious how USC wants to play him. If they want to play him similar to how ASU played Gentry as like an off-ball linebacker, if they want to play him like they played Drake Jackson last year as more of an edge rusher. Like I feel like Gentry is one of those guys who can just kind of put him all over the defensive alignment and let him do his thing. And do it really, really well. I feel like that should be what USC does. Regardless of what they do, the day one starter. Day one impact, and he's one of the best players they have. Uh, uh, Sion Vicoso and Spencer Lovell, the other guys who are confirmed transfers now, they're going to compete for starting time. That I, I don't know enough about BYU or Cal to tell you definitively if they are starting material based off of the talent that's already there, but they're going to compete. Cam Phillips, if he doesn't come back to defensive back, he'll compete somewhere. Christian Zendejas, I don't know if he's a starter at a bunch of other schools. He's a starter at Arizona State, but I don't know if that guarantees him a starting spot somewhere else. At a minimum, he competes. Ricky Pearsall definitely gets himself into a rotation at the receiver spot. and In a worst-case scenario for him, he is a he is a top-three receiver on another team. Elby Blunky Shelton, instant special teams guy, plug him in as a return man, and he's going to be a stud. Also has some upside to be a starting receiver. Ezra Dotson Ayate has potential to compete for another team's offensive line. And Jermaine Lole, just like Gentry, instant plug and play guy, day one starter, day one impact, massive difference maker for you. He's just unbelievable what he's able to do when he's healthy. And it sounds like he's healthy. So that's the situation that these guys are in. And that's pretty much going to wrap up this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out on a visual platform. But wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you subscribe, turn on notifications, Monday through Friday, Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, and otherwise content. If you're on Twitter, make sure you follow me at RichieBrads36 and follow the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Doubles. And until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Doubles.